0: The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed.
1: Welcome to She Talks Health with Sophie Shepard. Today's woman has a lot of questions about their health and lifestyle choices, but where can you get the right answers? The answer is here and the time is now. Here is your host, Sophie Shepard. Welcome back ladies to the She Talks Health podcast. This is your host Sophie Shepard and I am a functional
2: nutrition practitioner, a women's menstrual health coach and advocate and you can find me on Instagram and on my website at She Talks Health. And today I have a very special guest for you guys on a topic that we have not talked about yet. On the She Talks Health podcast, we're going to be talking about movement and exercise. And before you go running away, this is going to be a very friendly episode. We're going to talk about all the things that actually block us from getting to the gym or working out or whatever it is and how we can get started today and how it benefits you. So to talk about this, I have Tara LaFrey... Ferreira, um, who is really inspired by movement and fun, which I'm super into, and she's actually got a million certifications um, with the National Academy of Sports Medicine. She's a yoga teacher. She teaches kettlebell, mobility, Olympic weightlifting. She's crazy cool. She's got all the certifications, and she really knows her ins and outs, and she also educates and motivates and empowers her followers daily on her Instagram. So that's actually how I found her, and I'm so, so excited to have her on at the show. So welcome to the show Tara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super
0: excited to be here.
2: Yay me too. So how did you get into into this um, world of fitness and how were you always like inspired by the fun part or did you kind of like stumble your way through all the stress that a lot of people feel around exercise and then figure out how to make it fun?
0: Yeah I mean I was an athlete growing up so I ran track in high school and college and Um, For me, movement was all, was a competition. I had, I've, I had, I still have three brothers and um, we was always like competitive. And so when I got into track, I was an athlete and I was really fast and I did really well. And then as soon as college was over, you're like, okay, what now? And so for me, that was where the stressor kind of came up. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know anything besides just like sprinting fast. And so I um, ended, running, ended up running like some marathons and I was like, I, this is not for me. I was kind of, you know, ebbs and flows with a lot of the food and, and drinking. A lot of that kind of stuff came up for me. And then I found a community and it was at a gym. I went to a boot camp that this girl was like begging me to go to. And I was like, this is lame. I don't want to go. And I went and it was like, it changed everything for me. It was a community of people that built, built me up. It like brought me some positivity and it made movement fun. It was at the park. We threw a medicine ball to each other and then ran and then came back. And it was like fun. It reminded me of being a kid again. And so fitness for me has been something that I want to inspire into everyone else to make it something that's fun, not a chore, not something that's like, oh, I got to go work out now. And so when I started going to this gym um, for a couple of years, I was like, this is, I know this is where I want to be, but I had a full-time job still. And so I was, um, I got certified in personal training and then I kept, you know, like working my nine to five job and then I got laid off. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to make fitness full-time. And then it was like, now I can really utilize all of my time to inspire people to move. Wow.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. No, thanks for telling your story because I think it's always helpful for for women to connect, especially because you're so far down the journey now where, you know, someone might look at your Instagram and be like, holy moly, she's so fit and she's really got it figured out. I could never be like her, but you started somewhere too. And that's really, really important. And I liked what you said about to like finding the fun again, like figuring out what it was and kind of keeping Mm -hmm. yourself open to the possibility, even though you were like, "Oh man, this is lame. All right. I'm going to do this for somebody else. Like the fact that you just kind of leaned in and, and found something that works for you. I think that's one of the biggest things for, for women who are struggling with where to get started with exercise. I know for me, um, I was also kind of like, not like you an athlete, but I was, you know, I played basketball, I played tennis um, through high school. And then I got into theater, and I kind of just fell off the exercise wagon around age 15, 16. And it was, it's always been harder for me to do. I've never been a gym rat, never liked that stuff. Um, But obviously, I'm in like the health space. So I have to move my body. Um, And so I've, it's always been a really interesting thing for me to figure out what works best for me and, and finding like intuitive movements and And for me, I always I try to go with the menstrual cycle as well, because you guys know I'm a total geek about that. So there's different movements that you can do. And I think what you love to teach and what I I love watching you teach is that it doesn't have to be so rigid. There are different things for different people, different things at different times of the month or the year or different seasons of your life. So um, you kind of break down a lot of those societal like um downloads that we have where we like have to hit the gym a certain amount of times or like do this specific exercise how did you um can you talk a little bit more about that how you inspire people with that part and you know what your exercise philosophy is I guess well I also want to say
0: like it's funny that you said I'm in the health space I have to move my body (laughs) yeah because like even as like a woman or just a person, you're like, well, I have to, th- I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And that have to or should in your mind is always going to make things harder. Absolutely. Just like I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, like restricting yourself from
2: something is going to want to make you want it. This yeah. It's like, it's like saying, don't, um, don't think about the word hippopotamus. <laughs> it's like, that's what you're going to think about. You know? I love that actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no. you now all I like think of is how to spell
0: hippopotamus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's like, if you, if you're always like, I have to do this or I should be doing this, or this is something that she's doing, I need to be doing this. It's always going to make things harder. And so like, when you think about moving your body, why are you actually doing it? Right. So think about like, when you go on a walk or when you go, do go up some stairs, like how does that make you feel? Like, how do you feel afterwards? So I always try to put some sort of emotion behind movement. And so when you think about, or when you go off for, let's say you have a dog and you walk your dog around the block, when you come back from your walk, like how does the rest of your day feel? Are you able to get right back right into work? Are you feeling more energized because you went on that walk? And so I like for people to really write down emotions behind what they're eating, how they're moving their body and how they feel with it. Because if you are someone that, for me, I don't like to run long distance and when I go on a long run, I'm like, I hate this. After every step, I'm like, I hate this. I hate oh this. God, I it's like the it. worst. I hate it so much. I just don't like it. You know. <laughs> I <don't> and, either. <laughs> and that's okay. But for so long, I was like, I have to do this because this is you know, what I was doing for my whole life. Right. But, so, and also a lot of people think that it's, you, know, you just have to run or you just have to go to the gym. So like, for a long time, you really have to figure out what works for you. For some mm-hmm. people, it might. like, like dancing or walking or kickboxing and then you have to like really try and put yourself out there you know which is scary to a lot of people right you're like going somewhere new and trying something different but like who knows you might fall in love with it it might be a new thing and then it's just movement as a hobby not necessarily as a thing I should or need to do
2: I love that Yes, Tara, that's fantastic. So, taking the should and the need out of it, and yeah, thanks for even calling me on it. Like, I well, think it's funny because yeah. I was like, I hear it because I do it too. Like,
0: yeah. God, I should be better about writing down when I have my period, or like, you know, we right. talk about things,
2: and it's like, well, I guess I don't do that. I should do that, you know. But things yeah. like you should, but yeah, like, you know, that's so true because when whenever I've had wonderful, I love the the outside noise. Sorry. <laughs> I could really hear that car in my ears. Um, I feel like whenever I've had resistance to something on my health journey, it's because I feel like something is being pushed at me. And not even just in my health journey, like this is kind of a funny story, but I remember like I'm the same age as the Harry Potter um, <laughs> releases. And I remember everyone was watching and reading Harry Potter. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't wanna be like everyone else. It's so weird. I have this thing where I'll like it. Like I love Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong. I love it um but it took me a while to get there on my own and that's the thing you can walk your own path you don't have to you know listen to what someone's saying on instagram or what your best friend's doing that might not be what's working for your body right now so okay so okay let's talk about maybe some different types of movements people can get into i know one thing that i'm a big fan of suggesting sometimes for my clients who who are looking for something new is finding a fun way to to lift weights, maybe not like Olympic level like you are doing, but I know it's just so good for the female body. Could you talk into why it is good for us and maybe how we could make it fun and, and how we could get started with something that seems really overwhelming?
0: Yes, and I love that you brought this up because I'm such a huge proponent of strength training. and I love doing it, but I also like to do other things too. And it's nice to be able to, Add in all different types of movement. Uh, I think strength training is one of those things that helps you in so many different aspects of your life, but you don't actually know until you do it, and you don't might not even believe it until you do it. Because mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, stronger bones, stronger joints, healthier heart, better balance—like all these things are like awesome. Like, huge. like wow, that sounds really cool. But, like, it's not going to happen the first time you lift weights. It might happen after like the first week. You're like, well, I feel. I mean, a huge thing that I always tell every woman is like, you feel more badass afterwards. Totally. You, you have more confidence. Like that's a huge key, um, better self image, better, just like body positivity, just Mm -hmm. because you're like, I did something that I didn't think I could do.
2: Oh, yes. I feel like, okay. So I felt like this, I did this incredibly insane hike. I started getting into hiking maybe like three or four years ago when I started dating my partner and he worked a lot in Utah and we would go to Zion and we did Angels Landing and the first time I did it I thought I would never make it and I got to the top of that mountain and I was like holy crap I am a warrior queen and I can do anything I can literally do anything and that was like the big turning point in my business too so I feel like you know it does it does like trickle down into your like you said that your self-image but also just I guess how you feel about yourself outwardly like how it can affect your job or how you relate to other people right yeah.
0: And so like something like strength training can really, I just wrote down angels landing cause we're going to Zion next month. and so I'm we, like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Side thing. We'll we have to that. talk about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I this down. Um, cause I haven't been yet either, but, oh. um, so I'm just thinking of like hikes that you do, like obviously strength training, like is going to be huge for that because you're like, all right, well, there's probably going to be a big eleva- a- elevation gang. So I have to make sure that my legs are strong enough to do that. But probably my you know, cardiovascular has to be up. So I'll probably need to do on, do like a couple cardio sessions a week, or maybe like some heavy lifts will really help with that.
1: Mm.
0: But then you think about like what strength training can do for like, I would say someone that's sedentary, a pretty office job person, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. posture, so big, right? Low back issues. Strength training will help with that. Mobility will help with that. Um, thinking of like just, Picking something up and putting something down like your dog or your baby or Mm -hmm. groceries, like all of these things will be benefited with just adding some strength training.
2: So, yeah, it's great. Also the weight, the weight, the interesting, the thing that I always think about for women is how, um, is is strength training instead of maybe not instead of like running is great for some people, but if we're looking at gaining muscle, um, we would want to strength train, which I know a lot of women are afraid of, right? Yeah. Um, you don't want to get like a, look like a man or something, but we do need that muscle. Mhm. So, yeah, to answer your
0: original question. Sorry, I'm kind of like all over here and then I'll bring it back. That's okay. We're, I love it. Um, how to get started with strength training? Uh first of all, I would say find someone that you can trust. If mm. you can um meet with someone in person, strength training is like you can not I mean, you can injure yourself just like anything else, but like finding a professional to help you with specific movements, I think would be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, having someone actually watch some of your form just with like a basic body weight squat or a push up or a plank that you can start with that and gradually start to add weight. But you really want to focus on finding a program that works for you. So even if you mm-hmm. do have some um, lighter weights at home that you can work with. You can always make things heavier and you can put more time under tension. But finding a program and starting with something like one to two times a week, finding someone that you can really trust that you follow their program. Um, and then you can start to add in more as you you know, increase your strength and stuff. But mm. one or two times a week of just doing um, two full body strength workouts is awesome. Um, I would tell you like you want, if you want to create your own workout, like you're looking at a push and a pull and a squat and a hinge, but that's probably too far. Just find a program, which I have if you're interested.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we, I definitely want to make sure people know where to find you at at the end uh, of that. Um, to, to circle back though, it sounds like what you're saying is you can, if you're brand new, you want to get started with a professional. So make sure you do it correctly. So you don't injure yourself. Um, But really, you just want to look for someone you feel aligned with to really support you through that program. And of course, Tara is an incredible resource for that. So um, we'll do it at the end too. But tell us where people can find you for something if they wanted to do like a weight training or
0: yeah. yeah, for sure. So I have a program called the TL Method, and it's all um, a multi-subscription based program that you can kind of go in and do the workout whenever you choose. And it's all very minimal equipment and minimal time, minimal space. And so you can still get the strength training aspect, but you can get it from home. And so I have you know, full videos you can watch to figure out your form. If it's the same as what I'm doing, I'm giving you cues with the description. We also have a really awesome accountability group, and I'm there to guide you through it as well. But just finding someone that you can trust that's also certified in it because there's a lot of noise out there. I'm sure you see mm. it in your world too. Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> well, people so, who maybe aren't um, completely qualified to be teaching someone something so, so important. And so, I mean, yeah. quite honestly, you definitely want to make sure someone's certified so that you don't get injured at the very least. Exactly, yeah.
0: And so then finding that program and, and it might be something that has three or four days a week, you start with one. Start with like one set from that mm-hmm. and then see how you feel, and like really just try and add in maybe another set. Maybe you're like, okay, that wasn't that bad and I feel pretty good. Let's add in a little bit more. So being really easy on yourself on kind of adding that in each
2: week, too. So it sounds like kind of the same way that I work, which is intuitive movement, intuitive eating, intuitive like everything basically. Like going back to women have an intuition as to what feels good and we 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 block it so even using that with movement and checking in with yourself instead of thinking well I have to do like six times a week you know full max when I've been sedentary for my whole life or for the whole year or for the past two months or I was pregnant so I wasn't working out you know there's there's levels and you can take it as slowly as you need to it sounds like
0: oh yeah and there's so much of like an all-or-nothing approach right now especially with fitness and that's like the last thing I want you to do, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to really take it slow and easy so that it doesn't feel like you're burning yourself out. doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel like you might overtrain or burn out or get injured or something like that. So like really just sprinkling in here and there will like benefit you in the long run too. Because also like, what are we doing this for? If it's not just for long-term sustainability, it's not for like, I gotta do six times a week for a certain thing it's just like, this is a lifelong journey.
2: Oh, I love that so much. Cause that's the same thing that I teach, you know, my clients and sometimes someone will get on a call with me and, and they'll, and they'll be like, well, do you have anything shorter than six months? Or like, can I just do a month? And then I'm like, well, I don't know. Do you want to just feel better for one month? <laughs> you know, it's like, we're talking about, I'm sorry to say it like that bluntly, but like, we're talking about long-term lifestyle shifts. Mm-hmm that are going to not only extend your life, but make your life better and easier, right? Because we're talking about things that really improve your life. Like how, how would you describe movement really helps your daily life outside of just like hitting a certain metric? Like so many ways, right? Like stress reduction, sleep is better. Like there's so many things.
0: Energy, sex life. Heck yeah. Confidence, um, burning more calories at rest, if that's something that you are interested in, right? Um, but also gaining that muscle mass and like feeling stronger on hikes or with sitting at your, behind your desk or with your kids, like just longevity in your life anyway, yeah. um, stronger bones, like all the things there, there's just so many aspects that are around it, but people won't believe it until they actually do it. And just some mm. sure work to like, they won't,
2: it's like, Oh yeah, that sounds really cool. But like, no, nah, I don't believe it. Oh, I know. That's my favorite. I actually, I have a six month client right now. We're on month four, and she, and I said to her the other day, I'm like, "Do you realize why this is like a minimum of six months?" And She's like, "Yeah, I totally get it now." You know, um, but sometimes we just we that seems too overwhelming. So we just have to take the small step. You know, the small, like you said, just one round at a time or one workout at a time. So I love that it's a process. But that's what it
0: is. It's a process. Like, and we're, we're never going to be perfect. It's all about like practicing the progress. You can get better and it's just going to be a a habit over time. Like that's Mm -hmm. the whole goal of it. Right. And movement is just going to, it's just going to make you happier too.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it literally does boost your endorphins, right? Yeah. And it helps you detox, which is a big thing I'm really a big fan of is, you know, Mm -hmm. getting your sweat on for detoxing. Um, I've had so many Issues with, um, I actually have like a whole bunch of genetic snips, it's called, where your, (laughs) my genetics are like all stacked against me for detox. So I'm always looking for fun ways to get my detox on because if it was just left to my regular old body, um, I wouldn't do very well. So, you know. Yeah, Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Um, So going back to the weightlifting for a quick second, I know that something I hear often is like women are afraid of getting too bulky or they don't want to look like a man. Can you speak into this? I know this is something you talk about a lot.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say like, I don't mean to be blunt, but like, because I'm blunt all the time. I'm (laughs) not going to turn into the Hulk overnight. Like you're not going to grow a mustache and get a beard and like all of a sudden have an Adam's apple just because you're lifting weights.
2: Like, um, I mean, actually from a hormone perspective, uh, that's not going to happen unless you're creating a whole bunch of um, testosterone or DHEA. So (laughs) exactly. And I think like you can actually even probably really talk to this as well. It's like
0: women don't have enough testosterone to get into that bulky level anyways. But I will say too, Bulky is such a, I put this in quotes all the time, it's such a relative term. Like it means something different for each person. I was reading this article the other day that I thought that like Jessica Beale was bulky. And I was like, wait, what? So it's really like, it's, I was thinking, okay, you're not going to turn into a bodybuilder because like bodybuilders tried and do this for like their whole lives. But like Jessica Beale, how is she, you know, like I was just looking at this picture of her in a swimsuit and she like had, you know, arm definition. And I was like, hmm. So it's really, it's a relative term to you, right? And it kind of just depends on what you think of the word. But women are just, they're genetically not going to get this bodybuilder physique like overnight, over no. years or years or years.
2: No way. Um, and that's so interesting. And like, uh, that's just like a whole, even a whole other conversation about like societal opinion on what yeah. a woman's body should or shouldn't look like. Like, can we just stop? can we just, can we just stop doing that to each other and doing, and making that comparison syndrome? It's like, it's the worst, right? It's, I mean, I used to have a friend who she would, she had, um, what she felt were like chunkier arms. And every single time we would go out, I mean, every single time she would comment about how my arms were like slender and she wanted my arms. And it like, it just like broke my heart that that's how she like viewed herself, right? Like always comparing her arms to, to her friends or something. And, um, you know, it's like, I mean, we got to break that. I know you, you have a group program right now where you're, you're working a lot on mindset as well as, um, as like exercise. Does this play into it? Oh my God.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In so many ways. Right. And especially like, um, I mean, I was like, my mom is five one. She was 120 pounds. Like she's very light, but for my whole life, she was talking about how, how she hated her body and how she was overweight and, blah, blah. and I'm six inches taller than her. So meanwhile, I'm this bigger person that she's saying that she's overweight. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, so am I. I'm bigger than her. Like it's, mm. it, it's everywhere. It's all around us. And it has been for 25, 30 years now in my life. And now I'm like, well, I'm finally changing that framework of like, you. Do, it's not like that. But we've we've been so we've grown into it and we've been so accustomed to it. And so I have women that are between the ages of twenty and sixty; like they're kind of all over the board. But like the six year old woman has been hearing it her whole entire life and has gone through all the diets and detox and all this stuff. And so switching that mindset that you've heard for sixty years is hard, and it's not going to happen in twelve weeks, and it's not going it to may not even ever happen. But being able to catch that negative thought or catch that and flipping it into something more positive. Mm. I am this way because, or I'm able to do this instead of, oh, I can't do that. You know? So a lot of that's flipping this, I like to call it like flipping the script. i um, will never going to be, I'm never going to be able to do that to, I can get there by doing this mm. or like giving those small little goals, daily goals to be able to get to where you want to be, but also like, Switching out of that negative BS that we've been using for our whole lives.
2: <laughs> what you're speaking into is how much our mind controls our movement and how much our mind controls our action. I have a client right now who has everything stacked against her, Socia- mm-hmm. social- socially, economically, um, financially, um, you know, everything. Um, and she's, you know, she just met- sent me a message how happy she was that she finally got to jog th- for three blocks and felt great. Um that yeah exactly that made me feel really good that we've gotten her to a place where you know she's not bleeding every day cuz she has PCOS so she was bleeding every single day and she's super depleted in iron and all these nutrients we we've gotten her nutrients up and we've gotten her easily off the birth control pill she's cu- tried to come off of it before and had so many issues and you know the past 4 months have been really challenging for her and it's been really slow for her because she has like tons of stuff going on in her body and I just said to her, "Do you feel like you could go for a short walk, like a ten-minute walk, a twenty-minute walk?" Yeah. And you know, sometimes she would come back and be like, "Yeah, I feel so bad. Like I didn't even get out for a walk today, um, but I did it for other days of the week." And and it's like it's about celebrating those wins. Like okay. I got out for four times this week, and then now she's like, "I'm able to run for three blocks." Like that's yep. huge for yep. I, for her right now, and that's that's that is just as valid as working out weightlifting six times a week or whatever is the quote unquote optimal thing for somebody to do to, to look like the perfect, whatever, you know? So I think wherever you are, you can get started somewhere. Right. And that also puts things into perspective too. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, I mean, how
0: much, how many of us are also privileged to even just like be able to have a house and move our bodies. Yeah. your client isn't able to like move that much. Like it it really is draining for her. So like that puts into perspective for everyone else. Like even just that little bit of movement is such a win for her. And she's just going around the block.
2: Yeah. Gratitude
0: is that other word that we need to like push out of the way. I only did this. I just did this. Like she went for four times. That's awesome. Mm. Four to seven. Like I feel like that's pretty solid.
2: You know, so I
0: think like, being able to start small and really trying not to compare yourself to anyone else—that's I, I think that's such a huge one. Even in my group, I have people that are very advanced and do work out six or seven days a week, and then I have someone that just wants to start. Mm-hmm. So they start with the warm up. They just do the warm up like a couple times a week, and I'm like, hell yeah, that's, that's ten great minutes. We're moving your body. That's awesome. you know? And so like adding in these small little things, water is a huge thing that I like to tell people to Mm. um, just look at their hydration and what they drink per day. Just like take note of what you drink per day and then add like 15 to 20 ounces. Yeah, totally. Nothing small, no matter what you're drinking, whatever it is, say it's 30 ounces, like add 15 to 20 ounces that
2: next day and then keep going from there that's one of the biggest first things I'll work on with someone as well and, and making sure it's good quality water. Like it's filtered. Um, I love ClearlyFiltered.com. If, if you're on a budget, it's like a, a up level from Brita. Um, it's going to get your like heavy metals out of there. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff in our water that can cause issues. So just getting a good quality water filter can be like a huge deal. And then making sure you're actually drinking enough water, like Tara said, especially if you're going to work out, right. You need more water if you're going to work out and you're going to sweat. Yeah. And I think too, that's like, we look at,
0: um, how much are you supposed to work out? What, how much am I supposed to be drinking water? How much, and it's so different for everyone. It's different for everybody. Right. Just with everything else. But I like, when I think of water, cause I was like, I, and I drink a ton, I drink a gallon a day. I'm like, I drink a lot of water, but mm-hmm. I move my body all day and I'm different. Right. Mm-hmm. I really tell people to like, literally just look at their pee. Yeah. Right. We want it to be like a pale, light yellow. Totally. Absolutely. Always look like, and take note of things like that.
2: I have a question for you. This is kind of like off in another direction, but I I think I saw an Instagram video on this and I think I know what you're going to say. It's going to be individual for everyone, but something that I recently learned about through um, a doctor who, who looks at women's menstrual health, I believe it was from her. um, She was talking about how working out in a fasted state from, um the morning like in the morning can sometimes not be helpful for women who are trying to lose fat because and I love this because it talks about the hormones a little bit it's talking about how cortisol is highest in the morning so if you look at um what's supposed to happen in a woman like in anybody's body um we've probably all heard about melatonin which is um something you can take but it's actually a hormone and it does help you sleep and so what's supposed to happen is that cortisol goes up in the morning and that is going to help wake you up, it's going to help um, boost your blood sugar, get you out of bed. And melatonin is supposed to be suppressed at that time. And then the opposite happens at night. So what she was saying was that if you then if your are already cortisol is highest, it's possibly going to be in the day, first thing in the morning, and you fasted right from dinner until the morning and then now you're going to work out that it could be too much for some women's bodies and add an extra cortisol blood sugar boost and make it hard for them to burn fat so i know like there's a big question in the fitness world about do i eat something before do i not eat something before she was saying you know have like a 100 calories before you eat or something like that to just break that um that stress and that fast, but I'm just curious what you think and what you've recommended or what you've seen, you know, across the board after all these years of being in the fitness industry.
0: Yes. Uh, I love two parts of that. First of all, that you told that whole story and it was based off of hormones and specifically for women. Um, but I also love that, you know, what I'm going to (laughs) say,
2: which is it's all individual.
0: (laughs) It's so individual. And if you're look, if you are a woman that is specifically really trying to lose weight, which I don't know if you work with a ton of these women.
2: I find find a lot of the women that I work with um, and possibly the women that are listening are dealing with more, more significant um, symptoms, but that weight is really getting them down. Like it's a, it seems like mm-hmm. weight came along with something else that's imbalanced, So they really want to get their health back on track. And as a, as a result, they will lose the weight, but it's not like I'm attracting or, or, or really speaking into weight loss specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: I really don't either. And I think we have that same kind of balance of like intuitive eating, intuitive mindset, movement, all of the things. However, I know that some people want to lose weight and I think, and it's okay. And I don't want that to be like, oh gosh, like I don't yeah. want women or I don't, you shouldn't want to lose weight because you can. And that is totally absolutely. your body and it's your choice. So when we think about like losing weight, it, we need to be in a calorie deficit. So it doesn't matter if you eat between the hours of 12 and 4 or like 7am and 10pm. It really doesn't matter. We're looking at like the 24 hour day. And so when we talk about fasted workouts, it really doesn't matter for me. I absolutely have to eat before a workout my boyfriend can't eat. And so it's like, it's not that he or, you know, a friend of mine would be burning more fat or losing weight faster than me. We're just, it's just how we feel and how we like to work out. Like I need to be able to eat something. A lot of people like to work out like first thing in the morning. They're not going to want to eat right before they actually work out. And some people don't like to wake up an hour before their 5 a.m. workout anyway. so- it really kind of depends on the person. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. And it also kind of depends on the workout, too. Like, if you know yeah. you're going on some long hike or an endurance thing where you know you need to feel your body, then yeah, I would for sure wake up and eat something. But if you're like getting into like a 30, 40 minute strength or um, hit kind of class, like, I yeah. think you're
2: right too. You can also experiment. I, you know, I, I did a bit of an experiment. I've been in Buffalo with my boyfriend's family and his uh, brother, and I've been going on these like six miles to the to the farmer's market six miles back and um Twelve miles He's yeah the market <laughs> yeah it's been and that's really a lot for me um, yeah. and I have to be really careful because I have Hashimoto's and Hashimoto's thyroiditis for those of you that don't know is directly impacted by your adrenals and so adrenal burnout is like not really a scientific thing anymore but like that's what people think of it as like a dream like you're so stressed that your adrenals burn out but like basically putting too much stress in your body can impact your your um, thyroid hormone so I always I'm always very aware of like working out too much and what I noticed in in experimenting was that if I didn't eat like some protein and some carbohydrates before I got on the bike ride there then I wasn't going to make it back um, and cause Jeffrey would come, my boyfriend would come with the car and like one time I didn't do it and I was like, Oh, this is terrible. Like yeah. I just had a cup of coffee and like didn't hydrate enough and like didn't have my coconut water with me and like didn't have carbs and didn't have protein. Um, and I was like, I'm not, there's no way my body can't do that. And I'm going to feel terrible and I'm going to be like knocked out for the rest of the day. And that's obviously not where you want to be from a workout. So I feel like there's, um, oops, I think I just lost. Oh, there we go my connection for a second. I think there is, it depends, right? Like you said, an experiment and that's okay.
0: Yeah. And then also like, I'm sure you know this now, but like for someone that is kind of working towards like, what, what should I eat? What should I be eating pre-workout, post-workout, write everything down, right? Like write it down in your phone of like, Hey, I didn't eat anything during this workout. I worked out for 60 minutes afterwards. I ate this two hours later. I felt great. Or, Ooh, that didn't work. Or mm, halfway through my workout, I could have used X, Y, and Z. So like writing things down. Cause like, I don't know about you, but my memory is not awesome all the time. So like (laughs) being able to put some emotion behind that movement and the food that you eat is really helpful too.
2: Well, you just brought something up and maybe it's the same exact answer again, but I know like for post-workout, cause you're, um, you, you, the idea would be also to replace some amino acids. Is that correct? Is that outdated information or is that, I know I definitely feel better when I have like a full meal after I work out, including protein, but just curious if that's still like accurate science.
0: Yes. Protein and carbs for sure. Right after the workout, does it have to be during a certain period of time? Not necessarily. That's kind of outdated, like you said. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say like as, as close to the end of the workout as you can, but yeah, you want to put back in what you just burned out.
2: Oh, very, very cool. I think that's, that's yeah. something good to hear because people probably are also afraid of putting food fuel back in after they've burned it off. They're like, well, I'm supposed to be a calorie deficit. So why am I going to eat food? You know, yeah. like, so there's probably a lot of misconception about just the idea of refueling yourself, but you need it, right? I mean, to actually make an impact on your, your body and on your, on your workout, it's a good thing to refuel yeah. Especially
0: the protein aspect, and you can get protein from a lot of different sources. But like being able to add that back in after you did strength training is really beneficial too.
2: Cool, well, and I know like um, I have these. Like, I was just at home in um, in New York City, and I was I, I was like, go- I, don't, I hope you can't hear that
0: my boyfriend is oh, no worries right
2: now sorry no, so so is mine and like i just um, i just recorded another podcast today and like she had a printer go off and i'm like you know what it's covid like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hello what is happening all yeah. oh, working from home it's it's all good um i actually have a, like a really specific question around that then because i've all this is just maybe a question that other people have thought of too is okay. i was um I was home looking through all the things that I wanted to bring on our road trip coming up. And I saw that I had like three bottles of branch chain amino acids. And I was like, I don't even know if these are helpful. Like there's so many, like I'm like, I'm not even going to take these. I don't even know if this is helpful for me. This is, seems like a random supplement for me. I'm not sure. Why did I spend my money on this? Like, I don't even know. Um, and I've had them for like over a year sitting there. So they're probably like not even good, but it did make me think about that in coming onto this episode. Like, what is the deal with that? Do you need them? Is it like more, like, do you have any thoughts?
0: BCAAs? I'm so glad you asked about this. Like, this comes <laughs> up all the time. Like, BCAs in protein powder. Um, what's the other thing I hear all the time? Um, greens, like power, powder mm-hmm. greens, stuff like that. So, BCAs, branched chain amino acids, um, are already in so much of the things you're eating, especially if you do eat meat. So, like 15 to 25% of um, the meat that you are eating already have these branched chain amino acids in them. And so really, I would say the only people that actually probably need this supplement is are vegans, or people that really or um, maybe some vegetarians, pescatarians, maybe something like that, but they're in all the meat that you eat. So if you eat meat, then you definitely don't need it. Oh, pre workouts, the other one too, that's like, Another thing that's totally not necessary. um, I personally like have caffeine if I, if I really want some like sort of energy beforehand, but it's not, there's mostly gunk in it anyway. Like if you actually read the label, you're like, I don't even know how to pronounce any of these anyway. So unnecessary. Um, Protein powders are good if you are someone that, you know, is vegan or vegetarian and don't get enough protein, but you want to look for protein powders with whole ingredients and not a list of a million things no sugar substitutes like stevia that kind of thing too did that help with bcas yes Basically, unnecessary
2: <laughs> that's what i thought okay if there's any vegans listening dm me i'll like ship them to you or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay cool and that's i'm glad you brought up the protein powder thing too i get that question all the time i my usual go-to just because of the, the industry i'm in is collagen peptides because if you do eat animal protein almost everyone who has a hormone issue has a gut issue because they go hand in hand and collagen is really, really great at building up the gut. Um, but if you're not going to do collagen or if you are plant-based, like like um, Tara said, just really looking at the back of the label. Like, do you know what this food is? And is it good for you? You know, I, I see a lot of women fall down this rabbit hole where on the front of the package it says like all natural or like some other snazzy marketing but when you look at the actual ingredients it's all this synthetic stuff that is not serving your body it's just putting more stress on your body for it Mm -hmm. to work through so definitely being conscious about your buying if you're going to do some sort of pre post protein powder anything like that just being really aware of the ingredients i love that reminder thank you and I would also say too, like
0: with col- most collagens, from what I know, are there around 10 grams of protein? Is that mm-hmm. right? What you've um, seen? Per,
2: per scoop. Yeah.
0: Per scoop. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you could always do like two of them, but when you, when you want m- more protein and you know, you're like a little bit lacking that in your right. diet, I would suggest something that especially if you're plant-based, you want to look at like, um, there's soy, pea, and hemp, different plant-based proteins. And there's a ton of different ones out on the market and this is another thing where like everyone, you know, you have to really try things that you really like, but, um, but when you look at the protein that you're actually getting, just try and make sure that there's at least 15 to 20 grams of protein per serving.
2: That's a really good idea. Yeah. I always do two scoops if I do the collagen and I think, I think just to like tie it back into what we were talking about earlier about an intuitive eating or intuitive um, exercise, like with something like protein powder, if you're experimenting with something and you see someone, even if it's someone like me or Tara being like, oh my God, I love collagen peptides, or I love hemp protein powder. And then you try it and it gives you diarrhea. Like, please don't keep doing that because Tara or Sophie or some other person that you know on Instagram is telling you to eat it, right? Like your microbiome, your gut is different than mine and Tara's. So for example, I can now do pea protein, but I could not do pea protein before because I mm-hmm. had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and like that fermented me and soy don't get along. Soy, right. you know, suppresses thyroid function. It definitely is a food sensitivity for me. So I stay away from soy. Um, yeah. Other people, that might be a great source for them. So yeah,
0: totally. I love that. I mean, everyone's, everybody is very different. We, we both agree on that very much, but yeah, yeah. try things out. And then write down how you felt with them.
2: I love that. Awesome. Is there anything else you would want to share with, with the listeners today? Any other tips or magical things of advice?
0: <laughs> magical. Mm, if you're looking for motivation, just go do it. That's <laughs> that's always
2: what I like to say with
0: movement. But like, try just getting out there. Like, If you're really just starting out to, to move your body and wanting to work out, go on a walk one or two times a week. Gradually add on from there. Drink a ton of water. Uh, and then reach out to me if you have any questions specific to strength training or movement.
2: Yeah. And people can reach you. Uh, your website is Tara L let's see Tara dot com. But I know you're also on Instagram. So where can people find you?
0: Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter, it's all Tara LaFerrera. And I would say I'm
2: mostly
0: on Instagram more than anything.
2: Awesome. And there's the TL method, That that's the thing you were talking about before, right? Yes, that is my monthly program. Mm-hmm. Your monthly program. Fantastic. Tara, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Yay. Yeah, it was great for me too. And it was really nice to be able to share with the listeners something a little bit different around exercise. So thanks so much. I hope I inspired a little bit of movement today. Yeah, me too. And thank you guys so much for listening. I know your time is precious. This is Sophie Shepard, functional health coach and um, functional menstruation coach. um, I'm here to serve you guys. So I'm here to empower you. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, pretty much anywhere at She Talks Health. And if you are interested in a more integrative functional nutrition approach to your health. If you're struggling with your menstrual cycle and GI issues, you can always book a call with me either on my website or through the links in my Instagram bio. And I would be happy to chat with you further. You're never a bother. And it is my pleasure, pleasure to serve you. So see you next week. And I hope you got inspired to move.
1: Thank you for joining us this week for She Talks Health. Please join Sophie Shepard again next week for another episode of our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Have a great week. Sophie Shepard is a functional nutrition practitioner and founder of SHE. Sophie helps busy women all over the world go from menstrual cycle chaos to optimal hormonal alignment so they can live their lives fully without being held back by their bodies, using the power of functional lab testing combined with life-changing mindset shifts and integrating the entire body's system. If the only thing holding you back is your health, it's time to stop letting hormonal chaos run your world. Book your health discovery call today by going to SheTalksHealth.com. Are you done medicating and guessing your way through the exhaustion, pain and irritability caused by menstrual cycle and digestive health issues? Sophie Shepard, founder of She, will help you go from symptom-ridden and confused to finally having clarity about how your menstrual cycle works and confidence in your health strategy in just 10 days. If you are ready to stop living with painful, heavy, irregular, or non-existent periods, no energy, brain fog, anxiety, and digestive issues, then check out the 10-Day Digestive and Hormone Reboot at SheTalksHealth.com.